Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 11 of Genesis Gems Podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this week, of course, finally, he's coming back. Two episodes in a row, so that's a miracle for everybody. <laughs> it's a new record. New record, Rob Luther. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Rob? Uh, doing great, man. Doing really great because we got a special guest today. We do have a special guest. He is a co-host of the awesome podcast, Retro Obscura, part of the Retro Junkies Network, Aaron Hickman. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, doing great. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Glad you could be on the show. It's uh, like we were talking before the show. It's nice to actually talk to you in person. We've we've chatted on Facebook and you know did all that fun jazz on there on the Retro Junkies Network and actually get to talk to you now. So that's awesome. Thanks for coming out. No problem. I think I'm the only uh, Texan in the network. I think everyone else is over on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> You're an hour behind, right? Not, is, it, is it 9, 9 p.m. for you? 9 oh, yeah, it's 9 p.m. Well, I guess we got a few uh, people from the Midwest. And I think uh, uh, Eric Purcell, I think he's in the Midwest. He's in Iowa. Yeah, John. And then um, Chad, he's uh, in Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the rest of us are just uh, <laughs> East Coast boys. That's right. East Side. <laughs> East Siders. There you go. You know, but... Aaron, you're from San Antonio, right? Uh, yeah. So I was uh, I was actually born in Corpus Christi, which is by the okay. Bay Area, and then my my parents though are actually from New York. So oh, wow. that's kind of why I don't have the accent, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of well, weird. Well, I'm a big Spurs fan, so oh, awesome! Oh, Glad to nice. hear it. So me and uh, Ryan from the NES podcast, the other one, uh, other podcast I do, we actually went to a Spurs game last year to drive up to Indiana. It's a big deal for us. So oh, that's awesome! Yeah, th- th- this this year has been a been a great year for us. Go so. <laughs> Spurs! Nice. Go <laughs> Spurs! Go! Yeah, it's awesome. So okay, uh, we'll just jump right in here. Um, we want to encourage all the listeners to check out the old episodes. Uh, again, we kind of rebooted this podcast, so like twice. Yeah, like twice. <laughs> so so episodes one through eight were old episodes. We actually put back on uh, iTunes, so go out and check all those out. Um, we started back with episode nine, and now we're at episode eleven. So this is our third episode in the in the second reboot. So we just want to make sure everyone goes out and checks this out. Uh, and a quick reminder of what the Genesis Gym is about. I'm not going to harp on this too long because I do it every episode. But uh, this podcast is a game-by-game Genesis podcast. Uh, we talk about one Genesis game a podcast. Uh, that's why it's called Game Boy Game. And uh, we kind of decide whether it's going to be a gym, or whether it's just good, or whether it's garbage. So we kind of have a, that's kind of our three areas of rating. And uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But I uh, just wanted to make sure you guys know what a gym is. A gym to us is something that is quintessential to our collection something that makes the sega genesis what it is so that's how we're going to define it jim and uh please please go out there and connect with us um, if you want to stay updated with us check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash genesis gems podcast we are on twitter i'm going to get this right this time at gen gems g-e-n-g-e-m-s i really messed that up last time Rob. Well, you nailed it this time <laughs> yeah nailed it it's not with a j right that's right jim gems <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to think it was spelled with a J. Maybe it was just because of that uh, show from the 80s. Oh, that'd be awesome. Gem. <laughs> Don't worry. You're not going to talk about Gem, right? Not on this show? No. Definitely not. A... No way. There you go. <laughs> it, it's funny because when I go on eBay, the first thing I do is spell the word Genesis wrong. That way, when people actually list it wrong, you get it cheaper because no one's looking. Oh, that's an awesome thing to do. Oh, I never thought of that. That's brilliant, yeah. man. So like I said, a Genesis with an IS at the end, you spell it with an ES. There's actually <laughs> listings out there, and you can get them real cheap. That's how I play the system. I was going to say, I saw a, a Sony Dreamcast. <laughs> Sorry, Dreamcast. <laughs> Sony. <laughs> and then one time I saw a PlayStation 3, and it was three PlayStations duct taped together. <laughs> I would bet on that on principle. <laughs> I, I would buy it exactly. never know what you're going to see on eBay. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, of course, we're on iTunes. And, uh, Rob, do you have those iTunes reviews pulled up? You said there was an iTunes review. Someone we, gave us a good... We got one, man. Someone actually likes us. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt K. Daly wrote us a nice review. Uh, we just want to give you a shout-out, man. He said, uh, we're a fun random trip through random games from the Sega Genesis library. Uh, hosts give a nice description and background info on uh, about each game in addition to their reviews. Uh, it's a must-listen for Genesis fans. I get the feeling like I'm hanging out with buddies talking about old games. It's just a comfortable and enjoyable listen. So thanks a lot, man. That was really nice. I like it. You know what, listeners? We're going to bribe you a little bit. and no, <laughs> no, no shame at all. I just got a bunch of new Genesis games in the mail, and of course I got some duplicates. So sitting in my possession right now is a duplicate of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and then I have two copies of X-Men, the original X-Men, and then one copy of RBI Baseball 94. What I'm going to do is we're going to keep an eye on the iTunes, and if you would happen to give us a review, uh, you know, a good review. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stipulate it to five star. Maybe four or five star. <laughs> and you and you use the hashtag Gen Gems like our Twitter. We will give you one of these free copies of this game, and I will ship it out free to you. It'll, it'll be our little treat if you'd give us a nice review. So we're going to bribe you right now. No shame. <laughs> it is a bribe. <laughs> it's a very big bribe. So. Right. We're, we'll we'll say it now. I'll put it on the Facebook page later. So we we definitely want those reviews. So if you like this show, please go review us on iTunes. All right. So again, we have Aaron Hickman on the show, which we're very happy to have. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron's in some podcasts, and he does some other awesome stuff for the Retro Junkies. So I think it's time for Aaron to promote yourself. Promote yourself. Promote yourself. Whatever you do, promote yourself. Promote yourself on the Genesis Gems podcast. This is where you play the music, huh? Mm-hmm. That awesome. Promote yourself. Promote yourself. <laughs> That's actually me. I, I, Promote. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, That's I, awesome. I, I sang it and I pitch shifted. You know. Right. I, I like the phaser. Yeah, I thought in that and was the too. original recording. I thought it was like, man, another version just for the show. <laughs> I've just found the song and kind of, kind of tuned it down. And <laughs> yeah. Great songwriter. Man, he just slipped right in and it was easy. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm I'm on Retro Obscure. I'm one of the co-hosts along with uh, Adam and Paul, better known as Dub Stepdad and Sweet. And man, we just had a awesome couple of episodes that we just recorded here. Uh, I got to talk to Keith Robinson from Intellivision Productions. Uh, he was back there in the Intellivision days. Uh, I just interviewed a chiptune artist by the name of Circuit Bird, and she did an awesome Sonic One. Uh, remix album, which you can download free on Bandcamp. So if you go on Bandcamp and just do a search for Circuit Bird, or you go on SoundCloud, uh, her music's there too, and it's it's amazing stuff. She just did the whole thing using uh, a music program you can get on your 3DS, and it's called a Korg M01D, and it's just uh, it blew my mind. It was amazing. You can check that stuff out. She also did a what was it? She did a remix of a Mega Man. X song, which is really cool. It's not Genesis, but <laughs> I'll <laughs> let okay. it slide. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, but man, this last episode we did, I think it's our best yet. We did an Atari episode. We had Ferg on, and we had a video game challenge with him on Space Invaders, which is an awesome game. And uh, you know, big news was we got Nolan Bushnell, uh, who's like the you know, founder of Atari, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, and you name it. He's had mm-hmm. his hands in it. Uh, you know, some people call him like the the father of video games. So that was really really cool getting to talk to him. He was on your show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah he was on I, our show here. I actually did a 
when I was in high school. My senior project was on the history of video games, and I talked all about him mm-hmm. and his work. Oh, that's awesome. That's I, I did something similar, <laughs> funny enough, in my uh, my speech class. I think I did the... In college? The uh, history. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yo, no, no. I was just going to say, I had a speech class in college. That's exactly what I did, too. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I was like, let me talk about something I know. I know what I'm talking exactly. about. So I think I was like doing the history of video game controllers. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, I wish awesome. you guys were like in my class because I was getting all these looks. Like I'm gonna beat you up when you get out of here. Yeah. Just wait till oh, you're done. Oh, I know. You're gonna get a wedgie, exactly. <laughs> an atomic wedgie. Oh, uh, no, I was gonna say I, I do the retro obscure show, but um, I also do chip tunes on the side. And other music. So I, I produce the music for another show that's on the Retro Junkies Network for the ColecoVisions podcast. I do all their music. You know, if I guess if anyone ever needs some music for a podcast or a video or something, I, you know. You charge us $50 <laughs> an hour. I take 20% oh, yeah. just for this yep, advertisement. You take a cut. <laughs> Rob takes a cut. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely good work, Aaron. We really uh, literally like your stuff. So yes. Awesome. Uh, I dude, I it. am a huge, huge fan of uh, Retro Obscura and, and your music, man. I, I am so impressed with, you know, every time I listen to Retro Obscura, like, I'm like, how do these guys know this much? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it just blows my mind how informative and how – uh, like you can pack a three-hour show and it's good content and it's just it just blows my mind and I can't wait to hear that Atari episode. That sounds awesome. Oh man, yeah, yeah, you guys are gonna love it and you're gonna love the outcome of the video game challenge because the unique thing about our show is that the loser of a video game challenge has to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So there's always an, it's usually embarrassment for the host, but every once in a while, you know, we'll have a guest on who will have to sing. So oh, <laughs> you got stay tuned. Check out that it's uh, episode. 28 so are you implying that ferg (laughs) might be singing uh i can neither confirm nor deny that's awesome (laughs) great that'd be great and then uh was it your was it episode 27 when he had chad hall on the show chad what called yeah we had uh chad hall from the retro junkies and we talked all about shoot 'em ups and that was an amazing episode. We had a lot of shoot fun. Shoot them ups. Right? Shoot, yeah, I called them shoot them ups. Because, like, there are no contractions on this show. That's right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was forget real... shmups, because that just sounds silly. It, it was cool to hear from Chad. He's been real active on the Retro Junkies mm-hmm. Network. It was real oh, cool. Oh, yeah, to... he shoots uh, videos, and oh, he's really cool. Yeah, really very cool back. guy. It's good. I'm glad you promoted yourself. Move right along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you guys ready for this game? Let's do it. All right. Game on, Rob. Game on! <laughs> game on, Aaron. Game on. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! If you guys even followed this outline at all, um, it's funny. Because the very first uh, bullet I put was memories, if any, with a question mark. <laughs> I had no memories of this game because, like I was talking to you guys before the show, and I can let the listeners know, I just randomly found this game at a flea market about a year ago. Um, there was a guy who was going out of business, and he was selling all this stuff half off. And I think this game ended up being like 50 cents or a buck or something. <laughs> and it just, and I looked at it, and I thought, it kind of looks like X-Men. Why not? You know, just give it a shot. So I, I, I bought it with a bunch of other Genesis games I had. So that, that, I don't have any memories. I don't I honestly don't even remember seeing this at a rental store as a kid. So, and even the comic book that we that I've, I've actually bought the comic book here recently, I had no memory. Never saw it in a comic book store. So this is all kind of new to me. But did you guys ever see this or ever play it? Uh, yeah, so interesting story for me. I have a bad memory, but I, I remember <laughs> we owned this game, okay? Uh, but I had to talk to my brothers about it. My older brothers remembered better than I did uh, because they were the ones who bought it. But we had a KB toy store, and a lot of times they would have a bargain bin. And you could root around in there and find really cheap Genesis games. And you never really knew, because it was before 
most people were on the internet. You didn't know if the game was going to be good or bad. You're just happy you're getting a cheap game. So right. I want to say we ended up with uh, this game and Subterranea. And, I, you know, in my opinion, these are both kind of undiscovered uh, gems in a way. Uh, just, you know, most people didn't play it. Like when I when they got it home and I played this game, I honestly thought I was playing another X-Men game. <laughs> I was very, con- very confused. Uh, just because, you know, the X-Men cartoon was on, uh, X-Men comics were in full swing, we used to have the X-Men uh, cards that we would collect and whatnot. And so I was like, oh, these are just more X-Men characters. <laughs> but, you know, you start to fire this game up and you're, you're in for a rude awakening when you find out it's kind of flip-flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where the, the mutants are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid, like, I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, being able to wield an axe and we had x-men also where you could pick from more people it was so cool being able to pick the the guy or the girl yeah you know my memory of the game when i was a kid i enjoyed it i still thought it was really hard as a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> and i don't <laughs> think i got past the first level because you know i'm i'm racking my brain here but honestly that's all i remember from the game is the very first level where you're kind of going through the the lava area yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny that y'all mentioned, you know, uh, Nick, I think you mentioned that the art looks similar. You're like, oh, this looks like te- X-Men when you were looking um, in the store. If you actually compare the covers of both the carts, they look identical. It, yeah. it even has, like, an orange background and everything. you got, like, the characters looking right at you, like they're coming at you. It's kind of interesting that they look so similar like that. And I didn't actually know that X-Mutants came out before X-Men came out, so... Did it come out right before? Yeah, I couldn't remember. It's just because we got a bargain bin. I think it was uh, 92 when X-Mutants came out. Oh, you're right. I think X-Men came out in 93. 93, I think. I I, I can't remember for sure, but... uh... Yeah, so maybe Talk X-Men ripped them confusion. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and listeners, if you go back and listen to our X-Men podcast, we'll probably have the right date on there. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. <laughs> yeah, we hope yeah. so. <laughs> I want to say it was 93, because that's when the show came out, I think. I think so, yeah. It was really big in, like, 93 and 94. And it's funny, so you had the cards, Aaron? I had a whole book full of X-Men cards. <laughs> I, I didn't really collect anything else. Was it an actual game? You know, I couldn't remember if it was uh, just, There was know. an X-Men playing card game, but we really didn't know anybody else who played it. Next oldest brother and me. So <laughs> we bought like one or two decks and that was it. Right. <laughs> it's like, these pictures look awesome. <laughs> they did. They were cool drawings. Yeah. That was about it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, for me, uh, I have not heard of this game until Nick brought it up like two weeks ago. I was like, X-Mutants, what is that? You know, I, was like, <laughs> I had no idea. So this is completely new on me. So uh, The funny thing about this game, if you type it in, there's really no like Wikipedia entry on it. Um, that I, I saw a little bit about just X-Mutants as a whole. So I had to dig a little deeper for, for this one, and I really didn't find much. So you guys, if you did any research on this at all, fill in the gaps. But the, <laughs> the, the developer was a company called Malibu Interactive. And I don't even know if this is confirmed, because when I looked these other games up that they said they worked on, I couldn't even find. But uh, one, <laughs> a, a, a website that I was looking at said they helped develop the uh, Strike series, like Jungle Strike and Desert Strike. Yeah, I can, I can see maybe they shared some of the same development team with EA. But mm-hmm. the funny thing about that is... You really can't tell. Maybe if we went to like the credits of the game, you can't tell just uh, based on what I could find. Like some places will just say developed and published with, by EA. So yeah, I couldn't find anything about that. And I, I guess something interesting in the mid '90s when when Malibu Comics itself was starting to fade away, Marvel actually bought them out. And there was actually some crossovers too in, in the comic book world between some of the characters uh, Malibu made and some of the Marvel characters, which is kind of cool. But um, 
yeah, I, I just couldn't find anything much about it other than most people kind of felt that, hey, this is kind of a game I didn't hear about, but it's pretty good, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. just kind of played it. But I, I saw no real specs. I didn't know who the composers were. And it was funny because a lot of these games that they said they kind of had a hand in, you know, like Rob Hubbard was the music composer, which I was thinking I couldn't find out who the music composer oh, was yeah. for this game. So I, I figured <laughs> it out. So if you skip to uh, in, Rob probably found this out too, but if you get to the end credits of the game, uh, it actually tells you who the composers were, and it turns out uh, they were some fairly well-known. They'd worked on a lot of other games. Uh, like one of them, his name was Russell Lieblick. And, uh, I mean, he sadly he passed away in 2005, but he had worked on uh, a whole bunch of different games. He worked on a game for LucasArts called Ball Blazer, and it was the really neat thing about that game is the music itself is randomly generated, so it's huh. different every time you play it. That's cool. Uh, yeah, he also worked on uh, a few NES games. Uh, there was one called Stealth ATV. I don't re- really remember too much about that game. Um, the the other two, it's funny that this game has three composers, because I really think <laughs> it could have only had one. Because you think of like uh, Streets of Rage or Beyond Oasis, which you guys just covered. You had Yuzo Koshiro, yeah. and I mean, he's amazing enough to like, he can just do the whole thing himself. And here it's like... <laughs> You get a game, and it's like, oh, we need three guys on this. Yeah, this is a big deal. <laughs> and it's funny to me because it's like the music, it sets the mood, but it, it isn't really good enough to stand on its own. No, no. You yeah, would not right, listen right. to the music outside of this game. I agree, you know, that you bring that up. It's, it's very atmospheric, but, you know, like you said, by itself, it's just kind of forgettable. Ex- except for maybe a couple of tracks. Like, I know I really like the intro track. The intro's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. The intro and... has a neat arpeggio thing going on that I like. Well, I'm glad you're able to fill in some of those gaps, Aaron, because I was just on a blank. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was well, what's funny is they uh, in the end credits you kind of see, you know how they have uh, some voice acting in the game. Some of the <laughs> excellent <laughs> some voice acting. Funny things. <laughs> you're going down. Uh, <laughs> you're going down. Yeah. And, and they repeat. You know, they repeat the same four lines over and over. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just one guy and one gal, and I'm trying to remember their names. Oh, here's a funny one. So there's uh, the guy who designed the game. His name's Terry Lloyd. Well, you scroll through the credits, and one of his credits just says, Additional Fluff. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was <laughs> like, what? Terry Lloyd. I was like, what's Additional Fluff? I am so confused. <laughs> awesome. Here it is. It says, Voice Talent. And it says, Grace Chang and Bernie Wang, or Wong, whatever, however you pronounce it. <laughs> Put that on my resume. <laughs> additional Fluff. Additional Fluff. Yeah, I wonder what Additional Fluff is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. See anything, Rob? Did you research anything, or you just um, kind of the composing? No, but I, I did find a little bit about Malibu, like the um, comic company. Apparently, they bought out. Uh, as a matter of fact, X Mutants came out originally under the company uh, called Eternity, and mm-hmm. then Malibu actually bought them out in the late '80s, and then they kind of relaunched the the X Mutants franchise and everything. Um, and I think Malibu actually teamed up with Image at one point in the early '90s. Uh, but I think by about 1994, Marvel had bought uh, Malibu out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and there was uh, Malibu had this series um, or this this uh, superhero line called um, oh gosh what was it called Ultra Force I think, and that was supposed to be like their big breakout series and they were just about to release it before uh, Marvel. Uh, bought them out, and um, I think Marvel never released the Ultra Force line for some reason. I don't remember why, 
But uh, the original creator of Ultra Force really wanted to see if they could get it released, uh, I think, recently. But uh, I think there's some kind of legal issues there. So Yeah. So, you know what? I think there was a... Wasn't there an Ultra Force... Or there was something... Uh... Like Ultra Force Prime, yeah, something like yeah. that on the Sega CD. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, it, um, it's like a beat 'em up game. It was, yeah, it was. It was released on the 3DO as a different name, I think, like Microcosm or something like that. And then there was the Sega CD game, and there was supposed to be one for the Super Nintendo, but I think the Super Nintendo one was never released. I did some research, and what's interesting was the original X Mutants. Uh, the robot guy is supposed to be leading the whole thing because the whole story revolves around so this robot trying to restore humanity mm-hmm. after uh, an apocalypse, basically World War Three. Yeah, and so he's trying to find people that are are good uh, candidates to become human again after everyone's been turned into mutants after the fallout. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting is the original robot's name before it turned over to Malibu. I want to say it was. Oh shoot! Was like I'm gonna Dr. find Doctor Emmanuel Cuget or something like that. Or? Q, yeah, Cuget. And what was funny was, uh, no, it was uh, Xavier Cuget. <laughs> I want to say it was Emmanuel Cuget. Okay, so it was Emmanuel Cuget. Okay, but uh, it was named after this composer named Xavier Cuget, and it's hilarious because uh, you know everything in X Mutants is kind of the inverse of X-Men. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny that they would have something that's kind of a nod to, to Charles Xavier. <laughs> yeah, so, that's I cool. mean, that's, that's what I found. I found an interesting interview with the original writer. And uh, what was interesting was, like, he didn't get involved, of course, with, with Malibu because they took the rights away. But uh, he, he had an opinion on the game itself. And, uh, yeah, here it is. It says, how did the video game come about and did you have anything to do with it? And he said, no involvement other than trying to sue to get my fair share of the profits. <laughs> and he put, sadly, it was apparently one of the crappiest video games of all time. So there were no profits. Wow. At least none my lawyer could find. Oh, wow. And this was, uh, I was like, I don't think it was that bad. No, but... it wasn't that bad. <laughs> show, me the, show me the money is all he cared about. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, I'll give you guys the link if you want to. It's pretty interesting. He has some interesting opinions, so I'll, I'll kind of shoot you guys that link if you want to include it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So yeah, like like you were talking about the story there. Um, I, I actually kind of like the premise of the story, and we'll just get right into that. I, I, I bought the, uh, the the first comic book, the Malibu series, and it immediately reminded me. And I'm a huge fan of the uh, Fallout games. Love those games, and I love I love the the world of Fallout, uh, Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, and it kind of kind of made me think of that a little bit. Now in those games everyone's not a mute of course but uh i, I always like the that idea of a world that i don't like the idea in real life but i like reading <laughs> stories about the idea of a like a like a fallout like that and and you know just just different types of creatures arising from that and of course um the uh the robot who's trying to to save mankind i think it was Kildare, k-i-l-d-a <laughs> yeah and um it was just really cool because he met one of the one of the first mutants and he kind of saved her and then um as the comic progressed uh he kind of followed her to like they were having like these arena games where they were kind of fighting for their lives and that's where the team of the X-Mutants came came about and so he brought them all back and put them in this little pod thing and changed them from in the comic book they're you know they're pretty weird looking mutants and he changed them from the mutants to the humans and um you know, it was, it was a real cool premise, I thought. But uh, gosh, some some of the dialogue in this was awful. Man. <laughs> they made uh, yeah, a... and it translates into the game too. It's oh yeah, easy. yeah. <laughs> and, and they they keep referencing videos they watched, and um, 
the guy you play in the game, his name's Ackroyd. He, he keeps quoting like Arnold Schwarzenegger lines. It's hilarious. <laughs> Just speaking it. of that connection, uh, did you notice that? So in the original X Mutants line, his name yep. is Belushi. Belushi. <laughs> and then when Malibu took over, the main guy's name is Ackroyd. So <laughs> you might catch the SNL connection yep, that's there. Good. That's good. Blues that's Brothers. Awesome. <laughs> but I mean, this game. I mean, the the series is always, I think, kind of tongue in cheek. I, I've gotten to read a few panels, but. Uh, when I was, I went to Half Price Books because I don't know, I was just running an errand, and just trying to see if they had any X Mutant comics that I could pick up. And sadly, they didn't. But the good news is, if you want to collect X Mutants, I mean, it's one of the easiest things you can collect <laughs> because they were never, it was always a cult thing. It was never really popular. So you can go on Amazon. Uh, or eBay or something, and you can probably get the whole series pretty cheap. Yeah, I got the first copy. I mean, it's in mint condition for like three bucks, <laughs> so it, it, it was very, very affordable. But yeah, like um, you know, one of the pages here, I'm, I'm looking at Ackroyd smacks mutant with his axe, and he's like, "Hasta la vista, muti." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then right, beside, right beside that, he goes, "I love that video." <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, I love Terminator the, video. So yeah, the, the, the story, like, like I said, the story, the background, the story kind of got me, but I don't know, the dialogue and it's just, characters are just kind of cheesy. I don't know if I could keep reading it or not. But so <laughs> who are the, who are the characters in the game? So we've got, uh, I know they're obviously based off the comic, and yeah, you've got Ackroyd. Uh, Dylan, uh, Bud, Shannon, Piper, and Tanya. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of like, uh, reminded me of Battletoads, where it's, where it's like, oh, we're going to announce all the characters in the game, but you can only play as two of them. And the hilarious thing is, when I read this comic, um, Ackroyd and Shannon aren't even really like the main characters. Like like Dylan, he's like the leader of the group. Maybe they're the most attractive. I guess. Right. I guess. <laughs> well, Ackroyd's got like the Sid Vicious thing going on. Sid Vicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool that, uh, you know, that, like the premise of the story was, was cool to me. But um, anyways... I don't know. Did you guys look at the the story at all in the game? Did you follow it at all? There's a lot, a lot of text. I, I was kind of. It was I, interesting how the, the the pros of this game and, and just kind of the the dialogue. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. every single mission, you're you're meeting with whoever, whoever was captured and you you rescue them. It kind of gets repetitive a little bit because mm-hmm. it's almost like. Oh, thanks for rescuing me! And like, there's some variation on the theme, and they're like, "Oh, let me tell you about where you're supposed to go next." Like every single one of them, they have some interesting exchanges. Like, there's one who's like really hot for for Ackroyd. He's uh, like Tanya. Can you give me a a back massage? And he's like, "No, why don't you get so and so to do it?" Then she goes, "Oh, what does she say?" Like. Uh, I don't want a boy's boy to do a man's job or something like that. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> wow. I think they toned down this game a little bit from the comic, too. Yeah, there, there's a there's a page in the comic that when they all turn human, they're saying some some very uh, choice things to each other. So it's de- definitely not a... Replenish the earth, I guess. I guess. <laughs> definitely not something I'm going to explain in the family. Really yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. I, I flipped that page and I was like, whoa, that's not good. Oh, wait now. <laughs> I hope my yeah. kids are looking at it. We, we have the same problem over on Retro Obscura. It's like, how do we dance around this? Okay. <laughs> just going to move on. Exactly. Right. right. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> so story, we went over that. And um, let's jump right into the gameplay. Uh, this is a pretty simple controller scheme. Um, you know your directional pads going to take you left, right, and you can uh, you can actually attack up and attack down. Uh, your A buttons your attack, B buttons jump, and your C buttons uh, kind of like your your special. Whether it's magic or you picking up items, and I don't really think it's magic, but it's more like uh, bombs you pick up and stuff. But uh, yeah, controls are pretty simple. Um, as far as gameplay goes, you know, 2D side scroller. It's uh, I saw some people kind of 
classify as a hack and slash, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's a, it's very similar to X Men if you want to kind of put it in a in a another game in that kind I'd of. I say the hit detection's a lot better though. Much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's I, there's kind of a there's definitely a feeling of you know when you when you destroy an enemy like stuff explodes. Yes. You get a definite sound. And guts yeah. come out. X Men is kind of like. Yeah, if, if, if you go back and listen to our X Men episode, that was my biggest gripe about X Men. Like, I did not—I didn't know if I was hitting the guy or right. Name, I just couldn't. And they, you know, they ended up fixing that. If you guys played X Men Two: Clone Wars, that's one. Of oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great game of Genesis, and they, they definitely fixed that with the sound and the way you hit people. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely good hit detection. Oh yeah, and this game will definitely, like you know, you said, Aaron, this game will definitely let you know when you've hit somebody. You know, that you'll see blood fly out, or you know, heads fall off, or guts oh, God, come yeah. out. <laughs> you can definitely yeah, tell yeah, you hit the definitely... guy. <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of Mega Man in a way too with all the ladders you climb yeah. you, you immediately get projectiles like you're wielding an axe with Ackroyd but it's like you're not going to be using that axe half the time no because it has such a short range you're going to pick up these projectiles that are going to give you like a spread shot yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. and give you some other you know and you get these all sorts of different bombs and timed explosives so I mean I really like that aspect of the game. Kind of the Mega Man thing, like you also notice with the platforms, you know, there's a lot of platforms that give way and everything. And <laughs> oh, I was like, this reminds me of Mega first Man. Level, oh, I, first yeah. level, like with the flipping over platforms. Oh, I hated that. I was like, that's the hardest <laughs> section of the of the level. And it's yeah. just like when I was a kid, that's probably why I did not beat level one. <laughs> right I hate this game. Because you have to do like five time jumps in a row. Or else you're gonna hit the spikes. Right. Oh, yeah, I died there many right. times. You're right because there's a few of them I had to like jump up and down three or four times just to time the next jump. Because I'm, I'm like, if I, well, if I try it now, I'm just gonna fall through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my kids are watching me play the game and like they just see the frustration on my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, Daddy, what's wrong? <laughs> it's okay, I'm just I'm just playing this game. Doing yeah. some research. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think it was smart of them to make the the continues unlimited. But also the good thing about it, like when you would continue. Like if you're when you're in the forest level, I can't remember what it's called, but like there's some mid bosses before you get to the end, end yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. And like if you died at that, like there's like this big Buddha looking dude throwing those flames out of his mouth or whatever. <laughs> Hated like that if, guy. Yeah, if you die at him, you just you start right back, which I thought was awesome because you know some some of the purists out there who like that challenge might not appreciate that, but for me, mm-hmm. not being a very great gamer. <laughs> Did you notice the backtracking where he missed? So the whole thing is the robot guy Kilgore uh, he sends you on a mission to rescue your teammates but he's also like I'm running out of juice yes. <laughs> running out by of the power. way <laughs> I, I need you to go collect some cells for me <laughs> yeah I'm kind of dying and it's always like in an in, inconvenient out of the way place where there's a whole bunch of spikes and yes. right. buzz saws and everything yeah, yeah. And, and then you go grab this cell and then you can progress but otherwise you get a cutscene of him like <laughs> I'm dying over here yeah. I need to go back don't he's leave like, me hanging like, yeah, great job getting through that level, but I have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't like start you at the beginning of the level again. Exactly. Just like you, you start out at the end of the level, and then you have to kind of backtrack a little bit. And like, oh man, I, I was just trying to get through the level. Like <laughs> the way this game's designed, man, it's like there's so much death every step of the way. <laughs> That's there's true. Things trying to kill you. I, I mean, the enemies aren't even the worst part of the of what's trying to kill you because there's like these gas traps spike traps mm-hmm. uh yeah it felt like i was playing like prince of persia <laughs> or something like that like everything was trying to slice and dice me yeah no kidding and that that cart level oh gosh I don't oh know my gosh yes it took yes. me forever to get through that i literally I, st- I started playing this game one evening at like nine o'clock and it took me till like 11 to get to that cart level i was just dying everywhere but oh. i think i just got i think i ended up just getting lucky 
eventually because like I don't know because when you jump it felt like the cart it was hard to get back on the cart yeah it seemed like it would fly ahead of you but for some reason you could somehow still land on it it was weird I I must have died on that thing probably more than any other part of the game it, it was yeah. hard and of course Ackroyd every time he dies just taunting you like you caught yourself a game <laughs> yeah that was you pretty funny <laughs> yeah they break the fourth wall quite yeah. a bit I know they're like the... my mutant grandma that plays better games than you <laughs> yes <laughs> get back in like, rookie <laughs> he'll say hang in there like the first time and then after that he's like he's a jerk alright yeah, but, <laughs> same but, thing with the girl. Same thing with Shannon. She's like, "Why don't you hand the controller to somebody else?" <laughs> Speaking of Shannon, doesn't she look like Blaze from uh, um, Yes Streets of Rage? She does. Yeah, she's yeah. even got the red headband. I don't know what it was because when I went and researched a little bit, no one. They say Shannon's weapon's not as strong as Ackroyd's, and it's got a longer reach, and she's a little faster. I don't know. I can't really tell, but something about her I just didn't enjoy playing with. I don't know about you guys. I'd always seem to go back yeah. to Ackroyd. Maybe it's just because I love I love axes. Maybe it's a funny it thing. My childhood memories. I don't remember playing as her at all. I remember her being in the game, but just playing as Ackroyd. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just because I you know I was trying to be all tough as a kid. I want to be the <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> I love the fact that it has turkey legs in the game. You know, that that's a staple of mine. I, if they got turkey legs in the oh, game, we're yeah. good. It's like when you can pick up random food out of a crate. You're I good. Mean, well, it's it, good, man. And I was wondering, you know, these, these mutants come out, and you just bash your brains in with an axe, and all of a sudden this turkey leg comes out. I'm like, should I eat that? <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of I mean, sanitary? Yeah, from a mutant? I don't know. Should we cook it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, is I thought, that even turkey? Is that like tofurkey? What is yeah, that? Exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of thought, you know, but my health was drained enough, I thought, you know, I should just take the chance. So, like I said, the gameplay, really similar to X-Men, but I, I, I kind of like this better than the first X-Men. I know I might really? get some, some slack on that because there's a lot of people on even our Facebook that were like, you know, decent game, but X-Men was better. And I'm just like, eh, oh, I don't I, know. I, I'm with it's you, the man. property. I think it's the property. Like, people yeah. are just overlooking the actual gameplay of X-Men. It's like, do you remember how frustrating it was to <laughs> yeah. fall off a platform and lose all your progress and have to jump on another series of platforms just to get back to where you were? Or, you know, you, you get hit by an enemy and, like, you're dead in two hits? <laughs> yeah, or, or, you or know, just... you, you uh, get knocked off a platform and you forget that uh, Jean Grey's not going to save you this time. Or having to <laughs> reset your Genesis because the game told you to? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. No, I'm not doing that, Genesis. Thanks, Sega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the game that really sounded, I don't know, like, some of it was interesting, but it got tired after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm with you. you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say the same thing. I actually had more fun playing this game than the original X-Men as well. Now, Clone Wars, you know, that that's a different story. but, but exactly. uh, Yeah, that was a better, more polished product. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But, uh, you know, th this game was kind of fun. I actually yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's now, a fun in a masochistic kind of way because it, it really <laughs> is. The dialogue, especially between Sluggo and um, oh gosh, Zygote was that his name? The blue guy. Sounds. I, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, their dialogue together was great, man. I was cracking up. Like, you know, it's funny because Sluggo looks like Jabba the Hutt. I mean, let's face it, he is exactly. Jabba the Hutt. He's just a green Jabba the Hutt. He is. He is. And then, uh, you know, uh, Zygote, he's he looks like a. I don't know, uh, Smurf or something like that, like, like an alien Smurf. I don't know, Sluggo's always kind of criticizing Zygo's uh, looks and smell and stuff, and here he is as a big, you know, blob of a slug, so... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of uh, Skeletor, to be honest. <laughs> that same interplay between Skeletor and his minions. Bro, That's exactly great. what it was like. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt bad for Zygote. <laughs> he's kind of the typical, like, 
sidekick kind of mastermind thing. I mean, it, you, right. you see that a lot. In, in you could tell they wanted to turn this into a, a cartoon series. Yeah, yeah. Like, they really wanted to do it, but <laughs> there just wasn't en- weren't enough people into the the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's some weird things I, I noticed about this game. I, I wrote it down. Um, did you guys notice that your special bombs or whatever the heck they are when you hit the C button just kind of come out of this coat? There's really no, really no. Yeah, there's no yeah. explanation. Yeah, yeah. How that, that happens, or it's stuff the, just flies out of your axe when you're climbing up a ladder. Was my favorite part, and you hit the C button. It just, it just shot out of his coat. You know, he had both hands. I, I'm like, is he, he have like a special hole in his side that does that? <laughs> or it's maybe that his one part of his mutation that didn't quite heal. I, I don't know. I right. couldn't figure that. Out. Did you notice the part where you actually fight? Batman might as well be because he's a <laughs> flying mutant bat. I think it's in the the forest level. Yep. Yeah, it made me think of Batman for some reason. Yeah. And I think uh, if you ever played Shinobi, that game did the same thing. They had the rights to use Spider Man, but they didn't have the rights to use Batman. But they still had like a bat like guy. That's bat guy. That's bat guy. <laughs> it's Bat Dad. There you go. Bat Dad. And, and, and then uh, the other boss. Uh, I think he was the first boss uh, from the first level was. He, didn't he look just like Incredible Hulk with like a scythe? Yeah, but with blue. He was blue, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was like a yeah a, a bluish color and stuff. But uh, man, I love when you actually kill these enemies. How oh, gruesome they look oh, when you kill them. Just opened up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you see that you see their flesh kind of decaying and rotting and stuff. It's like, <laughs> oh man, I killed that guy. I just see organs. It's like they, it looks like they put more effort into that than they did a lot of the other parts. Of the game. <laughs> right. Which I'm okay with. You know, gore. Yeah, yeah. Throw it in oh, there. <laughs> this is definitely one of the. It's it's a B game. I would say that. Definitely. Like you know how you enjoy like uh, B movies. That's how I feel about this game. It's not a top tier Genesis game, but mm-hmm. it's enjoyable enough that you want to come back and keep playing it. Just like if you have like a cult classic or a movie that you know isn't the sum of all its parts it's not the greatest thing you're ever gonna watch <laughs> right. like there's something that keeps you coming back playing it for some reason it's like this is so bad yet i can't look away techno cough with all the gore yeah that, and it's funny looking back at games like this and knowing the uh, esrb wasn't around like what what in the world were they rated this back then that's something i always always kind of wondered but this i, I would have probably said it man they were really lax once they started bringing those ratings on genesis games like i remember castlevania bloodlines was rated ga for general audience, and that is not a GA game. No, no, that's one of the most gory Castlevania games. Of all Gruesome time. games. Yeah. I love that game. Oh, great to death! Game. But you know, just like with this game, there's just some pretty gruesome stuff in it. But this game probably would have gotten a GA rating too with your your three year old. That's a great time. They don't understand what's going on because because like now when you read some of those summaries of the ESRB ratings, like they they go into depth. They're like it contains this during this part and that and that and you know, I, like you said, I think back then they were just like, eh, I'll just throw this one. Scenes of comic mischief. Those silly mutants. That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think about the graphics? I personally thought it, they weren't great, but they weren't awful. I mean, it kind it, of it, reminded me of a, I don't know, for some reason reminded me of, of DOS games. Like, I grew up playing some uh, older computer games. For some reason, the style kind of reminded me of Duke Nukem. Yeah, the I don't know if you guys ever, <laughs> yeah, ever, ever yeah. played those, those oh, early yeah. 2D Duke Nukem games. The side-scrolling ones. Oh yeah, that's what it reminded me of. It, it just the general gameplay of it's a huge, you know, collectathon. You know, you you get all the I guess they're what were they stars or coins? I can't remember. I think there were two different ones. I think there were stars and coins. Yeah, money bags and money bags. Yeah, yeah. And it's but, funny you say that because like the sound effect of picking those up reminds me of those Duke Nukem games. I don't know. If, I don't know. Something about that sound effect. Now that you say that, if I finally can put it in place. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, I will say uh, this and uh, Dinosaurs for Hire, uh, they were both done by Malibu. And they both kind of have a, you know, they, they did what they could with a limited color palette, basically. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's what my, that's my daughter says, too. Yeah. She agrees. She agrees. Amen, sister. <laughs> if my daughter's not on a podcast, something's wrong. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Awesome. We'll have her on full time next year. That's right. All right. Put her to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just gems in training. That's right. <laughs> She'll probably, you guys will probably start out with Barney or something. Next, Genesis Gems, we're going to do Barney's Hide and Seek. <laughs> this is all her idea. <laughs> we're going to do Art Alive. <laughs> it's a gem. <laughs> all right. But, but so yeah, Rob, yeah, I, I, de- I definitely agree. You know, it, it's kind of, it's got a limited palette in, in, in some of the colors and everything. But th- there are some cool things that really stood out to me. Like, uh, I love the lava stage where you'll actually look and you'll see, like, skulls on the walls and, like, lava's dripping through, like, the eye sockets of the skulls. I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of detail in this game, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then and then another one just from the first level, um, uh, you're wandering through the factory. And if you look out the windows, you can actually see the ruined city, you know, and these red skies and everything. Because it kind of really does make you feel like it is, you know, the apocalypse. And you're kind of, you know, trying to make your way through. Um, and then there was another stage that I thought was really nice was, um, I believe it was the sewers. The sewer, the, yeah, the sewers were really cool. Um, I think the sewer to Slug Town, there's level called slug town which is awesome but <laughs> uh I, you know some of the level designs were pretty cool but you know a lot of it was also you know kind of rehash stuff in the levels and stuff but yeah like well, this the, isn't like earthworm gym or no. sparkster or something like that not of that quality but it's it's got a workman quality to it like they did what needed to be done and yeah. they put some good detail into the game it's not the best but it's not the worst yeah and in the middle of the road. I think we already hit on it a little bit, but like the, the forest level. I mean, it, it, it looked mm. good, but like, what in the world does that remind you of? Either Star Wars, maybe? Yeah. Ewoks, maybe? Ewoks you're... and indoors. Yeah, there's a lot of Ewok type enemies in this game. <laughs> there really are, yeah. A lot of bending down and, and hitting these small creatures. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of the forest, I'd. I thought the backgrounds of this game had a lot going on too, because um, mm-hmm. even in the forest, if you look back, the the, the trees, the, they're close to being the same. But there's every now and then there's a tree back there, maybe like a vine going up, and the other one doesn't. And I thought that I like little attention to detail like that. I mm-hmm. probably pay a little bit too much attention to it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, other than it being a complete ripoff of Star Wars, I thought <laughs> I thought I kind of like the forest level. I like all the different uh, all the different levels and the platforms you gotta go on. How do you- how do you like the fact that you've got a minecart level and you've got a subway level? Like those are two yes. <laughs> two tropes of video games you can't get away from. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I I could just never have to play a minecart level again and be happy. Right. <laughs> I'm so sick of those. <laughs> no, I I have to say I do like the boss designs. You know, I thought the bosses looked awesome in this game. Yeah, and, and you know they weren't too hard to figure out. Like no, some, no. some of them took a little time to figure out their patterns, but uh, when I, I guess this is where you get those unlimited continues. It just seemed like it kind of came together eventually, and you could figure out their patterns and beat them pretty, pretty good. The the, the one I think we talked about was kind of like Batman. It took me a while to figure him out, <laughs> um, but I because you know, it swoop down and you have to duck, and then it would shoot those things out, and you'd have to back away and you know jump into it and kill it or whatever. But uh, you know that, I think that one I had the hardest time with in any of them. But um, yeah, it was, was kind of neat being able to figure out their patterns pretty easily. Notice in um, Slugtown how there's one enemy, it wasn't a boss, but there's one enemy that looks an awful lot like the alien from the Alien series. Yes! He's got like the curved head. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He's got like a flamethrower for some reason. Right! That was awesome. I think you're in the wrong game, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, and, and the the some of the attention to detail they had in the bosses, like I go back to that Buddha looking flamethrower guy. Like if you if you look at his stomach and, and even his like I don't want to call it his pectoral area, but like there's actually like definition in, in some of it. But then there's also like, all these, exactly there's all all this like uh, wrinkles in his gut and stuff. And I, I kind of <laughs> wonder his guts hanging over. I wonder if he even has pants on. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Have, so. It reminds me of that. I don't know if you guys have seen the Lego movie. I watched it a million times. I'm like, I was just watching that before I got on this show. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> where honey, where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch that, Rob. Uh, I'm not I, I need it. to. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but uh, I'm so definitely good. going to. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and that guy kind of creeped me out more than anybody. The the big Buddha guy because he's kind of he's kind of smiling the whole time. Like he's just like ever having a great time. Like, <laughs> It's like Sluggo wearing a bow tie. Oh, I love the blue bow tie. Love that bow tie. <laughs> bow ties are awesome. All right, uh, Doctor Who fans, bow ties are cool. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Love some Doctor Who. My my son was actually Doctor Who for Halloween this year. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Him and his uh his mommy are huge fans. I like Doctor Who too. But... So I want to say with Sluggo, the way they avoided any lawyers or anything from from Lucas Arts was. They put the bow tie on him, and he's a completely different creature. Totally different. He's, he's totally not Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. He changes color, and you've got a completely different guy. He's, he's classier. Yeah, I was going to say, Sluggo's got class. He's got class because he's got two, like, um, if you look at when you're fighting him, he's, like, in some sort of nest area. He's just hanging out, whatever. And then he's got, it's, like, between two ferns, that Galphinacus. <laughs> you got the two fern bushes on either side of him. Like, he knows his decor. Uh, he knows what's going on. Right, so, right. He picked again, it up with the attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the room has some good feng shui. I, I definitely agree. Make a business deal, then we'll fight. You know. Right, so. right. <laughs> what's so funny is, I uh, hope, hope I'm not spoiling anything for anybody, but this game ends and Sluggo gets defeated. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler I think alert. Rob, Rob's the only one who's beaten the game. Sluggo's not coming back. <laughs> he's not. And what's so funny is like peace is restored and and now you know Kilgore can restore humanity and it's like well what about all these other mutants that were <laughs> trying to beat you up well, well I know they're they, suddenly they're... gonna be like oh they're cool now yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta you know come slaughtered down. like thousands of them but they're, they're cool <laughs> well it actually says in the story too when, when you beat it it says uh, you know now the sluggo's gone the mutant empire will collapse on itself and I'm thinking how do you know that yeah I, I think the little blue guy's gonna stand up and he's gonna take care of business now that's oh right. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, they're gonna feel his wrath. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, three inches of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's like three inches tall. Yeah, he's a little guy. <laughs> oh well, we could probably write our own ex-mutant story if we really thought about it. You know? We could. We could. Do the, do, do the Is secret. there ex-mutants fan fiction? Let's start a blog, do a new podcast. We'll just we'll just take Genesis Gems to a new level. That's right. <laughs> I, I call Ackroyd if I'm going to be anybody. Well, this is episode 11, right? You guys are already taken to 11, so. Oh, yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> this episode goes to 11. To 11. <laughs> oh, I should have started this show like that. You could just totally pull a clip from This is Final Tap and just put it in the show. Yes. <laughs> and then do the same thing you do with the where you do promote yourself and just put your voice in there. I should. And I'll, I'll play my guitar and hold the sustains. Like, this has so much sustain, I could go and grab a sandwich and still be hanging on this note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried to pull that with some guys I play music with, and they just looked at me and like, yeah, you haven't watched Spinal Tap, have you? <laughs> Speaking of Spinal Tap, how did you guys like the music in this game? Oh, Segway. nice transition. Segway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we talked a little bit about it before. Um, I like that intro piece. 
it's very somber, and it almost makes you think this game is going to be deadly serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you get this this interesting intro, and then the music is kind of like a, an organ type sound with a repeated arpeggio. It's interesting chord progression going on, mm-hmm. um, but you know, as you go on. It's it's fairly interesting. It's nothing like I said. You're gonna play outside of this game. Yeah, exactly. you're not gonna be like, man, I'm gonna blast this. You know, driving down the highway in the stereo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you're not gonna find like 20 million covers of the song on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, like you do with um, oh, what is it? Like a lot of people cover Streets of Rage music mm-hmm. or Sonic the Hedgehog for yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly, and then I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. The music, it, it's 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 all right, you know. As you get through the stages, it's like, eh, you know. it's serviceable. Exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> and, it, and it definitely doesn't have that annoying sound that I always talk about the, the cat dying. The cat dying. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Have that. <laughs> I'm sure all the all the big Genesis fans out there who know exactly what that sound is, whether it's FM or all this other junk, are like, mm-hmm. you idiot, you know. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the sound you hear in um, all the Hans Zimmer movies. Where it's like he's a composer, and you hear that that orchestral sound where it's like, bramf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you watch the trailer, it's like, bramf. It's like, oh man, this is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, it, it's uh, passable. You know, the music in this game. It, 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 to me, there are a couple of you know good standout tracks, but overall, most of them are just kind of atmospheric and a little bit kind of forgettable. They don't really stand a, stand alone. So yeah, I'm with you. Nothing really even rocks either. Like no, you, you, you'd no. hope for like one really good rock song with a driving rhythm because the Genesis is really good at that. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing that kind of struck me as odd is when you fight the bosses, aside from Sluggo at the very end. The music stays the same. There's no, like, boss music, you know, which is kind of weird to me. You know, it's like, oh, am I fighting a boss right now? Oh, I guess I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, that's you're confused because sometimes you're not even sure if it's the mid-level boss. Exactly. (laughs) Is this over? Real life? Yeah. No, you need to find another power cell. (laughs) Like, dang it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, music, kind of forgettable, but it's, like, I I like what you said, Rob. Is is that you said it's serviceable? Yeah, it's, like, it's passable. Yeah, passable, yeah. Yeah. That's a good rating. Okay, so that kind of wraps up the whole game discussion. Unless you guys got anything you really want to talk about before we hit uh, retrofitted. Uh, the, the only other thing I want to say was, if you like this game, kind of like the, another similar game, that it's very difficult, I'd say, but it's still pretty interesting if you want to give it a shot. It's called um, Gods, and it has the same thing where there's a lot of uh, traps out there trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and it has the same thing where you're to collect a thon. But it has an interesting story, um, but the thing about it is you, you want to play the PAL version because there were some games that were made by uh, European companies, and when they translated the games over to the American market, they kind of sped the games up. <laughs> and with God, <laughs> it's so weird. With that game, if you play the American version of it, it's sped up too fast. <laughs> like, it moves so fast. So, like, if there's any way you can do it, you get like um, I think you can get a Mega Drive or something with a, a language switch on it, and uh, if you can play the PAL version of that game, it kind of reminded me a little bit of this one, and uh, you know, in a good way. So nice. there's another game you can check out. Sweet, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I like that. We'll have to maybe cover that one day and bring you back, Aaron. What do you think? <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to the next segment that we totally ripped off two dudes in this. This is called <laughs> Retrofitted Achievements. The Genesis Gems Retrofitted Achievements.
All right, as, as usual, Rob, I don't have a whole lot. I think I got two. How many did you come up with? I got four. Four, yeah. <laughs> I'm about you know to come up with uh, so something for the listeners. I had notes for the show, <laughs> and uh, I lost them. <laughs> so I kind of threw out the script. So I'm going to go with the flow, see what you guys come up with, and see if I can come up with something off the top of my head, because I don't remember what I put down. Man. Well, what's amazing is he totally winged it, and he still sounded professional. I know. He had all this great knowledge, and I'm over here like, oh, do like, yeah, reading from my notes directly. Yeah. Like, I remember two or three things from my notes, and that's it. I'm like, oh. It's like, I like the X. Music's good. Yeah. Music good. We did Music say good. Didn't we say it? Okay. Genesis Gym, so easy a caveman can do it. Didn't we say that last time? Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> All right. Well, Rob, do you want to start? Do you want me to do like I did last time, get my measly two out of the way so you can have the spotlight? Oh, man, I'm sure they're good. All right. They actually, both of mine pertain to the same thing. <laughs> it's all about going back and getting that power cell. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it just got on my nerves like you guys talked about. So my first one is just get it right the first time. And that's getting the power cell without the kill air tone. You have to go back and get it. Right. <laughs> All right, and so my second one, kind of alluding to the comic of Ackroyd quoting Arnold Schwarzenegger all the time, when he gets the kill there and doesn't have the power cell, this one's called I'll Be Back. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. So that's all. The, that's only two I had. Oh, uh, sweet. Well, I, I've got one. Uh, it's called Beefcake. It's what's for dinner. Uh, and and it's, that was actually the – I didn't know this until after I'd already killed the guy, but that's when you yeah. kill the first boss, the guy who looks like the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah, I said, oh, no, he got defeated. Beefcake is, is gone. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy always Beefcake. Some exposition. Yeah, it's like, you didn't know who he was. No one read the comic anyway, so you weren't going to know. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, brother Beefcake, he's gone. Uh, so, so the next one is they call him Flipper, and this award goes to the mutated dolphins in Stage 3 who knock you off the raft. Uh, and then the third one is Runaway Train Never Going Back. Uh, and this award goes to the subway level. Uh, I've died and died and died about two dozen times before finally giving up for the night. That was uh, earlier on in the week. And then when I came back and actually I beat it today, uh, my last one goes Sayonara Sluggo. This award is achieved by killing Sluggo without dying. So those are my retrofitted achievements. Not to be confused with retrofitted trophies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we came, we, we came up with that idea first. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, achievements. Uh, I, I thought of one or two. So one of them is uh, I beat this game and all I got was this lousy stinking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and so that would be like, because, uh, you know, you, I don't know. The, the, the ending's pretty silly. Mm -hmm. uh, there's really not too much to the ending. It's just like, oh, look, Sluggo's dead, and everything's going to be great now. It's going to be sunshine and roses. Right, and then the little blue guy's <laughs> like, I'm going to take over the world. Ah. <laughs> like they were going to make an X-Mutants 2. You know they were planning it before Malibu went under. Right. Like, we got this. All you X-Mutants fans, just hold tight. And uh, oh, I had another one I was just trying to think of. Um, I think, what was it? Uh no, I, I'll skip it. I I can't even remember the whole thing now. So I'll just go with my one. Nice. I'll leave it at that. Well, good. I finally beat somebody. That never happened. I had, I had more than somebody. You know, I just found something on the subway level. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay, be so this, I found one thing on the subway level. Segment As you're over. walking by, there's um, graffiti, and it just says burn. <laughs> So I would say the burn award if you if you spot the graffiti. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's just the big fat Buddha guy, you know, taunting burn. you in that afterlife. Ooh, <laughs> sick burn. Oh. 
of good stuff, guys. I love Rob. You always go back to your music reference. <laughs> Runaway train, never going. Never going back. <laughs> you have to write some songs, man. You should have <laughs> should have done a spoof on that. Oh, I, I, I may have to do that next time, man. The Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. All right, so uh, did you guys happen to check out your high scores? Because we're going to do a little competition here. Uh, the, the cool thing about this game, and I, and I like it with other games too, that your, your high score is only calculated by um, what you did during your last lives before it continued. So even if you beat the game with a billion continues, your high score might only be like 10,000. I you know. You, you just never know. I always like that about video games. It kind of shows what your skill is before you you know, actually get through. So did you guys happen to write your high score down? Uh, I didn't. And, uh, you know, I, I have no idea to remember. I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to finish this game tonight. I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> just make it up, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to say I got to, like, the third or fourth level. So, nice. oh, shoot. What was my – probably somewhere around 70,000. Very nice. So, not too bad. Yeah, yeah and for me, mine was uh, 112,850. Crap, crap, crap. Did I beat you? <laughs> you got me, man. I got yes. 96,150. <laughs> nice. Sweet. <laughs> so, Rob, you get the crown this week. Yes. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It comes from the Burger King Kids Myth. <laughs> it's the awesome. proudest moment of my life. <laughs> it will never get better from here. It's all downhill. <laughs> it's all downhill from <laughs> Sorry, here. Sorry, Rob. Hey, those crowns are nice. You know, my son gets them every now and then with his uh, kids' meals. So. <laughs> Do you ever go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? Oh, yeah. They yeah. oh, give out crowns there, too. Oh, yeah. kids love those. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to request one next time. Yeah, that's for my uh, my, my kid nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to the final segment of this podcast. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Before we go on to that, um, I've kind of reorganized the show a little bit. Um, we talked about critical reception in some of the games before. I kind of wanted to pull all this into is it a gem so we can kind of talk about uh, ratings from other people, whether it's professional outlets of media or if it's just listeners on Facebook. Uh, I couldn't find a whole lot about uh, critical reception. Mm-hmm. I did find uh, it was a uh, it was a site called or a publication called Sega Sixteen. They rated it six out of ten, and then I, I just saw some random uh, reviews from people on the internet, and I kind of just did a, an average, and it usually average, usually about seven out of ten. If you would take, mm-hmm. I, I saw some like seventy six percent or you know seventy out of one hundred, whatever it was, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of just brought it down to, to a seven out of ten. So that was kind of the critical reception I saw for uh, X Mutants. So and and I, I kind of want to do this, and if, if you guys don't have it ready, that's fine. I, I kind of want to do a short pros and cons list, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, my cons kind of. We're over <laughs> outweighed my pros. Um, definitely for pros for me, lots of continues. Uh, yeah, and, and and good spots of the continues. Uh, and I put um, decent combat. I thought the combat was good. Like we said, the hit detection was was much better than X Men. Uh, seemed like the controls were tight. Um, the jumping was very very tight, very responsive. I thought so. That was kind of my thing. And uh, real quick about the cons, I, I I thought it was just kind of mediocre. wasn't really 
that nothing really blew me blew me away. Yeah. Unforgiving platforming was was yeah. one of them. Not not the controls, just some of those platforms with the uh, the, the moving platforms. And uh, I thought some of the gameplay was unbalanced. Like I, I could burn through a stage with no problem, and then get to that cart stage and take twenty <laughs> lives. Yep. And then get, and then get to the forest level and blow right through it. And then, of course, the subway. I guess, it's just it seemed like it was a little, a little unbalanced. Not a huge gripe. Those were just kind of my quick pros and cons. You know, I, I'm very similar. Uh, my pros, I, I thought the graphics were pretty good. I really like the style of the game. You know, it's kind of a weird blend between being really violent and also being kind of funny at the same time. Uh, it's a game that definitely doesn't take itself too seriously, which I like. And it's really unique in that way. I like the characters, you know, the, uh, the villains especially. I thought the villains were really funny. Sluggo was the man, the slug. But the cons, you know, I got a lot of cons too. Um, one thing I really didn't like is the cheap hits you could get. Because, you know, a lot of times when, when you're hit, uh, you, you'll kind of be invincible for like a second or two so you can recover. Not in this game. But basically when you're hit, uh, you're open to another attack, you know, right away. So I got hit like three or four times before I could get out of the way of, you know, one of those weird mutants or whatever yeah. um another thing you mentioned it as a pro and i think it personally i think it's a pro too nick um you know that there's unlimited continues and you can start pretty much at the same spot even if you died four times and you get that continue countdown thing but some might think that you know that that's too easy you know, you know the purists out there might think oh well you know you don't it doesn't take a whole lot of skill to beat this game because you can just keep just plugging forward i still thought it was hard in spite of that but some people might look at that as a con and another thing that really bothered me um, is I wish that you could play as all the characters that you save, you know? Like, almost like Mega Man, you know, every time you or defeat... Or G.I. Joe. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, G.I. Joe on NES did the same thing. I think it was Atlantis Factor. Every time you rescued someone, you could play as them. Right, exactly. And you can with this. You're stuck with two main characters. Those are my pros and cons about it. Uh, so for me, this is kind of a pro and a con. You can go into the options menu, and you can pick easy... But the mm -hmm. game doesn't really get that much easier. <laughs> exactly. In any yeah. noticeable way, I exactly. could tell. Yeah. I think there were the same amount of enemies. There were definitely still the same amount of buzzsaws flying <laughs> through the air and ball and chains and <laughs> you, you name it. Uh, fire traps. They were still all there. Um, an, another con for me was just the source material wasn't the strongest. Uh, I, I think they could have done a little better with the source material, but... It just, it didn't have that name recognition, which is why a lot of people overlook the game. Uh, over on the pro side, like I said, it feels better than X-Men. Everything feels more visceral when you attack the enemies. Um, the music, I would say, is, it's halfway a pro, and <laughs> between a pro and a con. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. I mean, I'm, you know, just like you guys, I'm a musician myself, so... You know, I kind of pick up on stuff like that. I, mean, I can tell if the game's just like, you're like, oh, we're just in a hurry to get the music done for this game. Like, we're not putting everything into it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Um, other pros, I, I, I'm glad that you're able to collect. If I think if you collect enough coins or stars in this game, you get, um, what is it? I think you get an, another life. Mm -hmm. Just like in a Sonic or a... A Mario game, same thing. Uh, and I like the fact that there's a score to keep because, you know, as time moved on, um, most games kind of got away from that score. I don't even think... I know X-Men not keep score at all. Mm -hmm. um, and even like with Mega Man, after the first game, they just went away with score. So I like games with score because you, you kind of get competitive with other people. Yeah. 
the weird thing about this game is you've got unlimited continues, so it's really hard to say unless you like set a limit like, okay, let's see how far you can get it on three continues. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same same problem you have when you buy like um, an arcade game collection. And you're just like, okay, let's see if I can see how far I can get to this game. Or you're playing like the X-Men, the arcade game. I've got it on PSN. It's like, all right, I'm going to blow through this game and use like 50 continues. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you don't feel like the same sense of achievement as when you play a game and you've only got three continues and that's really testing your abilities in the game. Like in this game, if you only had three continues, I would shut the game off like right there. Yeah. You would not survive the first level. And that's so that's another con for me. Uh, Balance of this game was not very well thought out. Sorry, Terry Lloyd. The the (laughs) gameplay (laughs) between levels, kind of like what Nick was saying, it's it just kind of it's a little bit weird, the balancing in the game. It's like, why make the first level of the game so hard and mm-hmm. then the second level even harder and then kind of draw down a bit? It's like, there should be a kind of a difficulty curve. Right. You know, that's how you know you're playing a really good game is that it feels like it's easy at first, but you don't notice the game gets gradually harder until you get to a point where like, okay, I've got enough abilities, I can handle this. I'm kind of jumping between pros and cons here because I lost my notes. But uh, the only other thing I can think of is I like the the platforming. I like games where you jump on, you know, platforms in midair and mm. and shoot things at, at enemies. And I don't know. It just uh, appeals to that part of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> just like just shoot things and jump on things that's, you know yeah that's all we want in video games that's, that's all, all we want, want. Yep. <laughs> all right cool so with that we're going to go to our facebook page and any other outlet we ask this question on i we're going to start posing this question before the show um do you guys think this is a gym or do you think it's good or do you think it's garbage it's kind of our three ratings for the for the game we're going to talk about here and real quick we're going to go over these real quick these came from uh facebook and the first one comes from josh taylor and he says from what i played i thought it was okay but not the greatest game but okay so i'm going to classify that as it's just good furry senpai which i know that they uh comment on some of the other retro junkies i love that name uh pretty (laughs) decent not outstanding but not bad at all you could do worse but it's not on the same level as sega genesis x-men games so i classified that as good uh, Francisco Valcan Torres says, kind of trash. And I think we're going to go with that with garbage. <laughs> yeah, trash is garbage, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one comes from uh, Keith Ammerman. And he says, mediocre, which, eh, we'll, we'll say it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one comes from our good friend William Culver over at Fleet Visions Podcast. And uh, he uses this a lot on some of the games I post. And he just goes, meh, I'm going to go. And he'll with put it. a smiley face with that meh. Like, it confuses yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, meh. I'm going to say that's good. Yeah. The next one kind of kind of counters meh. It comes from Raymond Gallant. And he says, blech. So <laughs> we're going to make that say garbage. Big and, difference. Yeah, exactly. We got, and two more. Uh, Patrick Fagan says, pretty fun. So good. And this last one comes from Brenton. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. It says, it's a good game. Not great, but it doesn't suck. So that's good, too. <laughs> so I came up with six goods and two garbages. Mm. So... So now you're going to hear from the host what we think, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, to me, not a gym, but not garbage. I'm gonna say this mm-hmm. game's good. It's not something that I would recommend someone to absolutely go out and get and add to their collection. But if you found it for fifty cents, like I did, mm-hmm. sure, why not buy it? It's something I'll probably play again, but not a game that if I had to take say twenty games with me to a deserted island, I'm not gonna take <laughs> X with me. So to me, it, it's good. 
Yeah, I would uh, I would agree. You know, and originally I wrote this down as a gem because I really did have a lot of fun playing this. But it's it, my initial, I guess, uh, review of it. Um, you know, when you kind of start weighing the pros and cons and everything, you know, at first I was really excited. I was like, wow, this is an excellent game. But then I started thinking about some of the cons, you know, with it being kind of repetitive, you know, uh, with certain things, you know, that I already mentioned, the pros and cons. I started thinking, you know what, it's it's a good game. It's definitely worth the money, uh, but it's probably not, uh, you know, a top 20 Genesis game. Um, I'm going to say it's just good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll agree with you guys. Um, you know, I had good memories of it, and talking to my brothers, you know, I asked them for their memories of the game. And they they enjoyed it too, and they said, you know, it was definitely a good bargain bin find. That's about how I'd rate it. It's a good game, and if you found it in a bargain bin or you found it at a you know um, Your a flea agrees. market or <laughs> yes, my daughter agrees. <laughs> That's where I found mine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's it's merely good. There's definitely better platformers for the Genesis, better games in general, but. It's definitely, you know, there's some games on the Genesis that are just so bad that they would just go in the garbage pile. And, you know, the, this game, there was definitely some effort put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It comes together. And Malibu themselves, I will say, they have put out some pretty good games. Like Dinosaur for Hire is a really good um, Contra clone. And then they oh, also yeah. did Total Carnage on the conversion on the Super Nintendo. And that's actually really good yeah. if you like Smash TV. So... You know, this company's pedigree, they've made some pretty decent games. Um, so, with that said, yeah, I'll just say it's a good game. Nice. I think it's the first time you've never given a game a gym, right, Rob? That... <laughs> I think so. I, I, All I, right. Yeah, yeah. I will say, you know, in my opinion, it was better than X-Men, but it's still not gem status. No, no. So this is the first time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a Debbie Downer now. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go until I got this. I hope you don't go back into your bum stage, Rob. We're... That's right. <laughs> He's going to disappear for a while oh, and start talking man. about good games again. Yeah. Man. Really good games, gems. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't like where this is going, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to episode 11 of the Genesis Gems podcast. And uh, right now I want to give Aaron another chance to quickly go over where he can find him, follow his podcast, his work. So Aaron, why don't you give us your uh, info again real quick? Sure. Um, so you can find me. Uh, of course, I'm on Facebook. I've got a SoundCloud page for my music under Dia Gamblick. Uh, Retro Obscura, you can find on Podomatic, iTunes, wherever um, podcasts are sold. Hey, we need to talk uh, after this, sir. <laughs> right. So no, we're, we're right here on the Retro Junkies Network, so you can find us here also. Yeah, so if you go to retroobscura.podomatic.com, all of our episodes are on there you can find us on facebook and twitter and uh yeah don't be a stranger i'm always posting on the retro junkies page under my real name so you know i can't hide <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you didn't like my appearance on the show just let me know <laughs> oh whatever you, you made me look like a you carried like it a, yeah exactly you carried it buddy <laughs> but no I, I really appreciate you being on the show guys yeah, it was great. Great talking to you, man. Good to finally talk to you, man. And if uh, you guys would like to follow us, of course, uh, our Facebook page is at facebook.com slash Podcast. We are on Twitter at gengems, G-E-N-G-E-M-S. Our email, if you'd like to send us an email, just want to, you know, if you didn't want to put out a big uh, review on iTunes or something, just want to drop us a line. We are at Podcast at gmail.com. 
And again, we would love for you to rate us on iTunes. And if you would love, like like I said, if you would like to get a free cart of X-Men, Sonic 2, or RBI Baseball, leave us an awesome review on iTunes and use the hashtag GenGems, just like our Twitter account. And if you do that, uh, we will contact you somehow. Right. We will <laughs> and, find uh, you. We will find you. We will track you down and let you know that you uh, got the uh, free game. Here's a sound clip of our next show's game. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again, Aaron, for coming on the show. And yeah, no problem. Yeah, and thanks again, Rob, for uh, coming out of your slums to join me. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> so with that, guys, have a great night, and we will catch you later. So long, folks.